Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and ask us. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Prost, Exercise for Prostate Cancer Incorporated, a not-for-profit charity set up in 2012 by myself. Dr. Joe Milios. If you want to know any more information about Prost, including our online service now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health. So, Prost to you. Hi, and welcome to the Penis Project podcast. We're absolutely delighted to have Join us today, Donna Buchanan, founder of the Yoga Vine in Perth, Western Australia. I was really fortunate to meet Donna in 2016 when I was a participant in one of her yoga classes in the city. And ever since then, uh, Donna and her uh, partner in crime, Kate Taylor, have guided me with uh, all things yoga and particularly with a focus on men because that was really my interest in men's health. So, Donna, could you give us a bit of background as to how the Yoga Vine all started? Love to, Joe, and thank you, Joe and Melissa, for having me today. Um, the Yoga Vine started about eight years ago, and we were based in the city doing a lot of corporate yoga. And one thing led to another, and, and we realized with the sort of surgence of, of yoga in the city, and it just wasn't happening we needed to find a space to get um, our yoga in there so after a, a couple of little pop-up um, places we we found a home on St George's Terrace and, and went from there. And ever since then starting your new yoga studio and this is one of my attractions to even you know joining up with you in the first place was that I just noticed that being on the terrace that you had men actually attending your classes and um, I know from my, all my own um, research into things that 92% of all yoga participants are actually females traditionally. So, yeah, when did you start to notice that guys were coming in and how did you kind of uh, develop that? Well, you're right, Joe. I think being in the city, we had a lot of corporate clients. And interestingly to us, there were many more men uh, coming to yoga than there were than there ever had been, I suppose, to other classes that we'd both been teaching at in the suburbs. And I think it was simply... At the beginning, perhaps convenience. Now there was something on the terrace. They could easily slot something into their lunch hour. Um, but I guess as with everything, it takes um, only a little bit of uh, time to realise the benefits of yoga. And so I guess they could see that it was um, making a real difference in their lives. And, and I guess they would start to bring their co-workers down. And slowly but surely, we just started seeing up to almost 50-50 of men and women in classes on the terrace. So I guess at the beginning, it was a convenience thing. But um, yeah, I guess once you start doing something and you make a habit of it, it, it becomes part of your life. And for a lot of guys in the city, they, they realised that not only did they need the physical benefits of yoga but the mental aspects were really um impacting them as well hmm. so 
yoga helps in a physical way. So I know that like lots of surfers and athletes who have other, you know, athletic pursuits really find that yoga helps with their performance. And what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I've taught a lot of yoga um, off the mat in outside of studios, I should say, in in the realms of athletes. I've worked with football players, I've worked with surfers and sprinters and those kinds of sports. And I think that, you know, the the realisation that they will, you know, increase their um, PBs or, you know, they'll um, start to feel you know, like they sleep better. So there's there's all these kind of other benefits that aren't physical that they'll start to see as well. And I think that makes them realise as part of a training program, yoga is really beneficial. So it's not just doing weight work, um, you know, or or particular types of um, warm-up stretches that the, the benefits of doing a, a regular yoga practice as part of their training will benefit other parts of their training as well. So the, the sleep factor, for instance, is a big one, I think. So, yeah. And what about like mindfulness and focus? Does yoga help with that? For sure. So I think, you know, most people start doing yoga for the physical benefits, but, you know, they see that the mental aspects help, help with clarity and focus. And for someone that's an athlete, you know, finding um, the ability to zone out of everything else so that they can focus on what they need to do the task at hand is so important so mindfulness gives us that um, awareness of where we are in time in a moment so the more you practice that the better focused you become so yeah it's hugely beneficial so how would you describe mindfulness to someone who's never done any mindfulness i would say that mindfulness is an awareness of any given moment so it's one of those buzzwords, you hear a lot of it, but what does it actually mean? And I think it, it simply means uh, an awareness of your ability to become distracted very easily. And we do live in a world of, as we know, technologies yeah, and, yeah. you know, things that take us away from the present moment. So it's really just uh, a way of becoming more aware so that we can stop ourselves from ruminating about things that we can't control and just come back to each moment. And if you're in a moment of high stress or high anxiety, it'll give you that moment of clarity that you can actually then make a decision that will, you know, help you stress less or help you, um, you know, figure out what to do in the moment without the the usual kind of flurry of, um, you know, um, frustration or, or even, you know, that fight or flight response that we can often go into when things are not going the way that we plan them to. And that's, that's life, unfortunately. Things will not always go to plan as we've all seen over the last year. <laughs> so, you know, having a, a mindfulness practice allows you to create a bigger space between the stuff that happens to us so the, and our reactions to that and then what we choose to do in the next moment. And we just get better at doing that the more we practice. The other thing that I'm not sure, but men are traditionally more uh, quite competitive in their sports mm. and yoga is not at all competitive, is it? So do you feel that benefits men when they practice yoga? Yeah, there is a an element to, uh, I, I guess, that the um, men's brains being wired just a little bit differently and and the competitiveness of, of a lot of men, that A-types that will sometimes come to yoga because the physicality of it might appeal. Um, and I guess what happens over time is, you know, they realise that there are things that they won't be able to do, but what they're taught in, in terms of the tools that you learn in yoga um, that uh, some of the, the things that you do, breath work and mindfulness work, actually helps to uh, bring a spotlight, I suppose, onto that competitiveness and, and allows any anybody really, men and women, I mean, women can be competitive too, but allows you to kind of get this, inverted commas, um, okayness with where you're mm. at. Because I think the practice will always kind of 
kick at your ego a little bit and it'll force you to go yeah yeah, it'll force you to go backwards a little and that's not a bad thing because it it does just help you find more acceptance in each moment so you lose the competitiveness You, you you get less worried about the outcome and more about just what you're doing at that moment in time. Yeah. It's a really interesting little thing that happens. I call it a life hack. A life hack. <laughs> it gets you better at life. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. And I know uh, just personally speaking, uh, there's been a lot of changes obviously with COVID and um, when I haven't been able to teach yoga or participate in yoga, I just feel myself unravel. Um, kind of it's, I didn't really realise that about me, but um, there was a couple of periods of time where I didn't get to teach or participate for six weeks and just found myself becoming more edgy with everything and just um that ability to refresh and replenish um yeah like like I just found myself at more extremes of emotions all the time whereas when I have yoga practice in my every almost every second day I'll say I just I just have this overall calmness and it's really hard to explain until you actually don't have it um and that's something that uh, I think yeah I've tried to bring to guys myself just to have that moment of pause and reflection and although I found initially when I introduced the concept of yoga to guys they're often quite reluctant once they actually start they become quite needy not addicted but mm-hmm. but it, it becomes something that it becomes integral to their well-being and I know with my Sunday morning attendances at your yoga classes Donna it just felt like it was my medicine to myself once once a week and I, I didn't have it then I just felt like a hole was in my week so it became sort of like my my spiritual kind of um, peace. It's like going to church. <laughs> well, it was, and it was Sunday morning and it just all seemed to fit really nicely for me. But I just want to go back to that concept of when a man walks into a yoga class for the very first time. How have you approached that? It's, it's interesting. If I had a dollar for every time a guy walked in and said to me, uh, I'm here to inquire about yoga, but I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and I, I, I just am always so amazed by that because no one's good at yoga when they start. No, yeah. And when we're not good at riding a bike when we first start. We're not good at surfing when we first start. And, you know, they see it as, and again, it goes back to the ego a little bit, this kind of, you know, I need to be good. I need to have an outcome straight away. And so when guys walk in there, it's it's really interesting because, you know, yoga is thousands of years old and, you know, its origins lie in, um, you know, in India where it was taught by men, mainly to men or to young mm. boys. So over the years, it's become much more seen as a women's kind of exercise mm. type of thing. So men feel immediately intimidated going into a, a class of women because women are generally more flexible, um, you know, that they can be, if they have that flexibility, they can, you know, be perceived to be good at it. So if a man walks in and he's not, you know, perceives himself as not to be good at something, he's more likely to, you know, probably turn and walk out or just think, you know, I'm going to just, you know, hang up the back and be up the back. But I think, you know, what's been really great is that when I teach, and I know a lot of other teachers do this, it's it's an a, it's an exercise that's accessible to everybody. So everybody gets the opportunity to start wherever they are, and wherever they are is actually perfect. It's perfect for where they, you know, want to start. Because if you look at, you know, I mean, I recently took up surfing a couple of years ago, and I'm <laughs> crap at it, but I love getting out there and I love having a go. But I'm not very good, and I do also feel quite intimidated by a lot of surfers out there because mm. they're mostly men and and young guys. Mm. Yeah. So it's intimidating for me to be out there. But I always just think, you know, at least I'm giving it a go, and I can only get better. The more I try, the better I'll get. And so in yoga, we, you know, there's this whole idea of letting go of 
you know, an outcome. So get, just, just go, like turn up and have a go. And I can 100% guarantee them that they will feel better because it, you know, it gives you a sense of control of your health. You know, anytime Mm. you take any exercise, whether it's the gym or yoga or whatever it might be, you, you take on a control of your health. And if you want to be well in life and live a long time, we have to do that. And having a sense of control, even though in yoga, it's kind of a weird juxtaposition really, because you're not really, you're sort of letting loose of the grip of control in a way, but it does give you that sense of controlling, you know, um, because what happens is you start thinking about what you're putting in your mouth, how much time you're spending at work. Are you in stressful situations? So all of those things, you know, I sort of liken it to the pebble getting thrown in the pond and the ripples, you know, eventually it ripples into all parts of your life. So you want to start being well in every aspect of your life. So for guys, I just say, have a go. It's not about touching your toes. And as the old saying goes, it's about, you know, what happens on the way down. So I just say, get in there and have a go. And there's lots of guys that do it now. So it's not as intimidating as it used to be. And it's a really popular thing among young couples now. Like, yeah, you know, I think that's really groovy just seeing the younger and younger generations. Because you always get those few hippie guys that have done a bit of yoga all through their lives. But just to say, yeah, young couples just. Oh, I have plenty of um, young, fit, active men, football players that come to classes and they're quite you know, okay, turning up on their own without anyone and, you know, doing a class. I've had the privilege of teaching at a studio down in Fremantle recently, and that is full of men, all ages. And it's because the owner is a guy and he's very approachable and he's got a great practice and, but he's also super cool and super chill. Hey, Sean Taylor, just a little shout out, (laughs) Sean Taylor, Yoga Lab. If you're a guy and you live in Frio, get down there. But uh, it's one of those places where everybody is welcome, but weirdly or not weirdly not anymore but it's that it's one of those places I've gone into and gone wow look at all the guys that come really masculine fantastic yeah yeah, Yeah, Mm. it's very masculine so So, since this podcast is about penises (laughs) I was wondering when we were going to get to that (laughs) yep yep now we're getting there so do you think men who do yoga make better lovers oh you know I've been asked this question before Melissa not to wait to do a podcast with you to get answered this question but I can honestly say I think it makes them more aware which would probably mean they are better lovers because when they're in the bedroom um, and they're aware of themselves there's a there's a confidence that comes with being okay with yourself and aware of where you are you know in any moment so I would say that you know my unprofessional (laughs) answer to that is um yeah I'd say it does make them better lovers because they do tend to I would imagine have that sense of awareness and within that would be a sense of self-worth and a sense of um I guess that masculinity as well just really owning that and yeah being able to kind of walk into the bedroom and not feel intimidated in any way you know if you've managed to get through a yoga class with a bendy woman (laughs) you can do anything but I think flexibility helps (laughs) and also that whole mindfulness certainly would help in the bedroom because if you're mindful you're going to be more focused on your lovemaking or your intimacy so that has got to be helpful absolutely I would think that you know somebody that has got a a, a semi-regular or a regular mindfulness practice is someone who's probably not that anxious because it helps anxiety and it helps you know um uplift and give you a sense of joy and happiness and contentment so I would imagine that if you're practicing that on a regular basis you bring that into all aspects of life sex work everything friendships relationships I'm sorry I just can't get past the word uplift (laughs) (laughs) 
but I spend our day talking about uplifting, uplifting things. But I think they don't. <laughs> I think you know there's and I'm for any of you out there, you know, the reason that most people get premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction, a lot of that is to do with um, too much adrenaline. So if you're anxious, it's like you're running away from the lion. You get adrenaline, yeah, yep. adrenaline pumps through your body and your penis goes down. Right. So, you know, any sort of meditation, mindfulness practice or yoga would be perfect for someone who had erectile dysfunction related to anxiety or premature ejaculation. Absolutely. So I think if that was your issue, then certainly it could make you a better lover. And it's not like you have to disclose that going to a yoga class. You know, there's no box on the form when you're filling out your waiver form that says, you know, are you here because of sexual dysfunction? I mean, no. yep. we're, we're mainly concerned as a teacher, we're concerned about people that have had recent surgery. So if one of, for instance, one of your patients, Joe, has had yep. prostate surgery, like yep. I'd like to know that first. And I may ask, you know, what was the surgery in regarding or what part of the body was operated on because it would help me as a teacher but um certainly not for sexual dysfunction no we wouldn't we wouldn't be ticking any you know or, or trying to get information about that because that may be something that um some of your patients might feel somewhat um you know cautious about uh, disclosing but it's certainly beneficial and helpful to know that you know, any recent surgery. So, yeah. And I also have another whole population that you've actually been helping with in the studio and they're um, guys who have something called chronic pelvic pain syndrome where they actually have um, a, a bit of a problem with the muscles being too tight, particularly in their pelvic floor. We call that hypertonicity. And basically that restricts blood flow. So a lot of the whole body relaxation and mindfulness um, stuff that we can bring in and drill it down to the pelvic floor in actual fact Um literally I, I'm getting guys to do sort of breathing and releasing of the pelvic floor in, for example, if they had post-ejaculatory um, orgasmic pain. And if the work of uh, sexual activity actually fatigues the pelvic floor, it can go into a bit of a cramp status, but if they actually then immediately apply some gentle breath work and some letting go relaxation techniques, it actually stops that pain from even evolving in the first place. And that's, that's a whole anxiety-related thing that um, I've tried to introduce into my physio practice with your assistance recently. Do you have any yes. comments about that aspect of things? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've, I've loved working with some of your patients, Joe. and I think um, one of the things that was a little misconception for me is that you would require people to have quite tight pelvic floors mm -hmm. for, you know, um, well, that would be my idea, but that's yep. more for women. And I suppose I hadn't really thought about it in terms of men needing what they would need. But yeah, some of your patients have, um, you know, and expressed to me, this is, this is the wonderful thing about working one-on-one -on -one yeah. too. You get yep. to find out all this information. It's so beneficial and I learned so much, but you know, men are generally tight in the in the hips anyway, just because structurally they're a bit narrower than women. Yep, and would yep. you agree that, you know, childbearing and all that mm. kind of stuff makes us and more anatomically open? anatomically they have more upright um, pelvises right. and a narrower, um, yeah, hip hip joints. So, right. yeah, they're automatically, biomechanically yeah. tighter. That's stronger. right. Yeah. So when you get to, you know, ask a guy to come into pigeon pose, and I'm sure, do you have notes in your um in your podcast? You can we can put some yeah, notes oh, in there. Great, because I I really love to just share some notes um at the end. But poses like pigeon pose, um, lizard lunges, um, they're fantastic for opening up the pelvic floor and opening up the inner thighs and stretching the hips open. So men that have typically tight hips that find themselves struggling in something like pigeon pose. Um, you know, they won't want to do it because it's hard. And if there is any kind of um, 
you know, struggle associated with exercise, we tend not to do them. We do the things that we like and that we can do. So, but it's hugely beneficial to go to into a, a place of discomfort and stay there and let the tissues and mus- muscles stretch accordingly. And that over time will just start to open that whole area up, which would increase blood flow, which would increase that capacity to, you know, sit more open need when you're sitting. And, you know, I think we're a, a lot of us are like that. We spend lots of time sitting down Absolutely, at desks yeah. tightened up. So, you know, we would all benefit from that but particularly men with what you're talking about joe yeah and and classically i see uh patients who have tight lower backs therefore tight hips and then um potentially tight pelvic floors so what would be really good at the um show notes that we'll get donna to actually contribute some easy uh, pelvic floor stretches for men but have you got any just quick tips on two or three that you you know would be your go-to for men to start with Definitely. So a really easy one that's super accessible is just sitting on the floor with the soles of the feet together and the knees out to the side. In yoga, we call this Bhattakonasana or butterfly pose because it looks a bit like the wings of a butterfly. So propping yourself up on a blanket or a cushion, just raising the hips up a little bit helps the knees drop out to the side. And having that open, you could just sit on the floor and watch TV doing that. and Or even lie on your back with your soles of your feet together absolutely. and just opening that. Yeah, yeah, just having openness in the front. So that's a great one. And then any kind of lunge. So, you know, right foot forward, left foot back, knee on the ground and just get in as deeply as you can. And the key is to stay there for a little while. So don't go in and come straight out. Get and in what's there. a little while? Oh, look, I'd start with a minute. If you were super tight, I'd go in for about a minute as a minimum, but work your way up to about three to four minutes. That's fantastic. You know, really that's kind of yin yoga Mm. and stretching the tissues is what um, has huge benefits. But I'd also say foam rolling is another thing. I know we sort of haven't really touched on that, but foam rolling is a great way to to get immediate results straight away, which will. I did some foam rolling (laughs) in a class I went to of Joe's. It nearly killed me. And I also want to say that I think I was the only woman in that class, which was surprising (laughs) because every other yoga class I've ever been to, it's always been a chick thing. And this one, there was all men and they were all foam rolling away and I was just about crying. Yeah, but the good thing is in the guys' classes, they're all happily moaning and groaning. And I know when I have women in the class, there's a lot less groaning. It's kind of like men are allowed when they're coming to other blokes to be really audible. And what do you think about that? Have you noticed that too, Donna? Oh, look, we've had um, some great um, guys in our in our classes that have no problem, unfiltered yoga. I yeah, like it. Yeah. Just just let it out. Better out than in, I always say. <laughs> noise is good. <laughs> Unless it's a fart. Then that's not a good noise in a yoga class. See, my mum won't attend yoga classes with me anymore because she's got a bit of a habit of that and she's mortified that that would um, happened, but so um, now you've just shared it with every one of our listeners, which we have 9,000 by the way now, and you're just told them all that your mother farts in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> actually, she said that she's might, might have the courage to return. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if she actually listens to these podcasts, but Donna, if someone does fart in a yoga class, cause let's, let's get down to it. How do you deal with it? Are you asking as a yoga teacher, Joe? Yeah, as um, a yoga teacher. How how not you personally doing this, but a bit but this is a this is a confronting problem. It's very confronting. And look, hey, I'll be honest, and I've done it. I've done it in very, very um awful <laughs> pose that I was in at the time. It was a long time ago. And it did put me off going for a little while. But look, I actually as a teacher, I ignore it because I honestly just think if it comes out, it's nature's way of just getting it out of your body, (laughs) letting go, letting go. And we've like got to be more 
okay with stuff going wrong in life. The more stuff, you know, life throws up at us and and stuff goes wrong, the better we get at handling it when it does go wrong. And, and when big things go wrong too. So a fart in a class might actually help you deal with a car accident. Well, (laughs) right. I'm just so (laughs) immature because I just think farts are so funny. And every time I hear them, I just laugh. And I recently had maybe a few months ago now, I had a young girl come in and she booked an appointment with me as a sexologist because Every time she went to yoga, she fanny farted. And Did you send her for pelvic floor training to me she, yet? I sent her for pelvic floor training, <laughs> yes. But she, I don't think she went to you, Joe, because she didn't live near you. But okay. she came in and told me that she was queefing in class and I didn't even know what queefing was. So I had to ask her and that's what it was. I'm not sure if the problem resolved, but it was very to the untrained ear though fair enough like I don't know if you'd know if it was a fanny fart or a bum fart really mm. would doesn't you know matter. doesn't, doesn't matter. matter it's out of the body that's the main thing <laughs> my big suggestion was wear much tighter underpants <laughs> so that then the flaps didn't go together and oh send it to joe <laughs> it's all getting bad now okay <laughs> I've got a confession to make though that I started this new shockwave therapy recently on, on patients with erectile dysfunction and um, pelvic pain and uh, just three days ago even with mask, I farted. Farted. <laughs> but fortunately, the shockwave actually obscured the sounds. And I was like, let it go, let it go. Anyway, let we'll move go. on from that. On. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's okay. And uh, nobody heard and nobody smelt because we had our mask on. Anyway, that is probably a little bit too much information. So what we'll do is we'll move on to talk about COVID and how that changed the yoga vine. Yeah. Wasn't that a, a spanner in the works? Speaking of masks. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of masks and spanners. Look, it's um like a lot of fitness studios and gyms, you know, a lot of us had to just, that word came up a lot when we were doing it, pivot and get um, creative about how we would bring yoga to our students. And so getting online was the the thing that all of us did. Um, we turned around pretty quickly because we were in the city and we could see businesses going home and office workers being sent home to work from home. So we jumped on it pretty quickly. So yeah, we were working with a young girl at the time who was doing our social media and marketing and she'd she'd heard about a a platform, got us onto it. And yeah, we just jumped in with some filmmakers and recorded 20 videos in that first week, got it running, got it up and running and yeah, just did like a free seven day trial so that everybody could get used to it because I had never actually done well I had but I'd done very little online yoga myself in terms of actually doing a class mm. I'm not a fan of it however I've completely changed my mind yeah, I love it too. yeah I love it it's you know roll out of bed at six o'clock turn on the computer sometimes I even if I can be bothered link it up to my tv my smart tv and yeah. do it on the tv but it's a it's the it was the only way to get exercise in I joined a bunch of other online classes and and did everybody else's online classes too so yeah it was just lucky I think we were based in the city we could just it around really quickly and um I have just checked in the other day and I did a Kate's morning class better than melted chocolate mm-hmm. and it's such a nice way to wake up the day but you you girls have actually put like a, is it 80 classes up oh there gosh. now there's actually a hundred and five we we didn't even realize I thought there was about 80 when I posted something yeah. on socials about it but it's a lot now we've got more filming this Thursday actually doing more it's just something that we we can really see the benefits of if you're a FIFO worker and you've got a regular practice, you can just take your yoga into your dong or up north or, or mm. wherever you live and up there and, and do yoga and continue to do yoga. You don't, you don't even need any equipment. You can you just grab a cushion, 
and a, and a beach towel, mm-hmm. if you like, or not even. Yeah. So, Donna, if you have, um, and along with Kate Taylor, uh, as part of um, the Penis Project podcast, become one of our sponsors. So we'd really like to share how people can actually access um, your online classes. Can you tell us how that might happen? Sure. So if you are someone that can access Facebook or Instagram, there's links in there or just getting onto our website. So it's www.theyogavine.com.au, which um, hopefully goes in the notes as well. And you can just click on that. There's a a button that will show you to our, we call it our online studio. There's a seven day free trial period. So you can jump on, see if you like it. Um, we hope you do. And then it's just $29.95 a month. And like I said, there's over 100 videos and we just plan to keep adding more. There's probably around 10 or 12, including Joe, um, mm-hmm. teachers that have um, contributed to that. So, And the plan is to just keep getting more contributors and not just yoga as well. I, uh, I have a um, PT on there called Charlotte. She's my PT and I do boxing with her. So she's oh, on yeah, there. I've seen those and you've got some for athletes. Yes, yeah, some for athletes. There's a whole series, um, yoga for athletes. So there's one for surfing, there's one for cycling, um, running, all sorts of things. So yeah, there's something for everyone we think and, and you men also and have, women. And you have workshops, um, breathing, pranayama, mm-hmm. a whole range of things. And meditation. you've got the meditation, you've got the level one, two, three. So from beginners to yeah. those like me who are um, rusting up if I don't do yoga so I want to do something a little bit um, milder mm. um, but that's awesome I just want to also say I did your yoga teacher training in 2017 and 18 and I believe that you're still doing uh, yoga teacher training even in COVID times and that you may have a few guys doing your training we always have a couple of token guys which is yep. really nice um, and we still do it we have a training coming up at the end of this month that we start um, some of it's online, some of it's face-to-face and basically it's a five-month training program where you learn everything from breathing, meditation, um, yogic physiology, anatomy, and then of course how to teach if you did want to teach. Um, and then we go away on a seven-day trip, which is fantastic. We go to Yelling Up and we go into the forest and we stay at the beautiful Premalaya and it's fantastic. And we used to go to Bali, but actually we much prefer to go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I had the opportunity to go to Bali, you but um, the, the prospectus that you have available, just in case there's anyone out there who's a little bit more established with yoga and would like to maybe look into your uh, teacher training program. Do you mind just running through the perspective or what, what you have available online people could look at? Yeah. Um, the best thing to do is actually just email us. So we'll throw the email address sure. in there as well, but yeah, we basically cover, um, four modules over the five months and each module that we have in Perth one will be online two of them will be actually in Perth in a studio and then the fourth module is down south so the modules are you know um, immersive integrated into your you know daily practice of whatever yoga you do you also get the opportunity to um practice with us at the various studios that we're teaching at we unfortunately with this studio not being open on the terrace anymore we've just put ourselves in other studios for the time being but um yeah you can still practice with with us you get access online for free and you also um, access online anatomy which is self-paced so you can do some online anatomy and then we jump into the studio together and um and do some hands-on anatomy as well so it's it's a pretty intensive course because we do do it over that five-month period however it's it's easily slotted into very busy lives. We've oh, had corporates. That's, yeah, that, yeah was, lawyers, that was the way I could manage doctors, it in. Yeah. yeah. And yourself <laughs> doing a PhD. Mm. Mm. That was that was like one of the highlights of my life, to be honest, and it just changed the way I focus uh, my whole physiotherapy practice. Um, I think probably we're close to 
Um, all that we want to talk about. Is there anything you'd just like to add in as a recommendation, uh, Donna, to particularly we have a lot of guys who are dealing with prostate cancer who listen to us. We also know that we have international reach. I've just found out the prostate cancer nurses of United Kingdom are sharing our podcast with their patients now. So, right. yeah, just, I guess, uh, people with cancer, if you've got anything, maybe you could just uh, reflect upon that, how, how you think just adding a little bit of yoga in might help them. I, I can't even imagine what that must be like going through a diagnosis of cancer and then for some people having to have surgery. But I imagine that there's high anxiety and worry and stress around your um, mortality and, you know, dealing with just the, the everyday stuff as well. So I would honestly say the best thing about having a yoga practice is that it can hold you and sustain you through times of really high stress. So getting into either a yoga studio or doing something online and learning how to manage anxiety through breath work and meditation would just be my go-to. And anybody can, can sit down. You can do meditation on your couch at home. It doesn't have to be done in a cave or with candles or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. You can yeah. do it at home and just learning how to manage, you know, the anxiety levels. Mm. Secondly, physically, I would say having a strong body helps you to deal with post-surgery. So if you've you know, being able to get into yoga and do some, and, you know, particularly for guys, I think having a strong core is something that I would. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. So having uh, a yoga practice with plank poses and again, I'll put some things in the notes for those um, interested, but yeah, having a strong core, which includes, you know, shoulders and lats as well. And pelvic know, floor. Pelvic floor. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I think having a practice would just benefit so much pre and post surgery if you were going through something like, yeah, something as life changing as cancer for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that's a great wrap. And uh, let, Donna, thank you so much for your time, energy, and enthusiasm um, sharing with us all things yoga and not just for yummy mummies. <laughs> no. So um, we'll have everything that Donna's just spoken about in the show notes if you'd like a link. And as we've ascertained, I think the wrap-up should be that men who do yoga make better lovers and they have stronger core and it's great for their mental health. Anything and else? sexual health. And course. sexual health, definitely. <laughs> 100% I would agree with that. Thank you very much. Thanks, girls. Thank you. As I'm growing old now, he's getting harder to see. Hi, this is Dr Joe. Thank you so much for listening to our program today. And we're pleased to let you know that we will be having weekly podcasts, not fortnightly, as originally proposed. And this is because of the popularity of our podcast. We're getting so many emails, so many questions, and so much feedback, and Melissa and I greatly appreciate it. What we'd really love you to do is share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit, including any man in your life. Simply download off Spotify or subscribe to thepenisproject.org and then you'll get a weekly email of our newest releases. Also feel free to send us a review and this will greatly help in our ongoing ability to bring you new and fresh information as that's the way we build what comes next. We also have show notes attached and this gives a bit of a background into any additional resources or explanations of what we're talking about. Finally, it's my great pleasure to let you know that PROST, the exercise program which sponsors our podcast, is now available on a USB resource for any man diagnosed with prostate cancer, an exercise program. Clinicians can buy these as well as the everyday bloke. So feel free to check out prost.com.au. 
Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. Of those warm afternoons Boys on their bikes Shooting stones at each other through the trees We tried to deny the going down of the sun